If you like this podcast and would like to support us, please rate, comment, and subscribe. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And now it's time to get a unique slant on current events from your favorite half-Asian couple. Get ready to know what's happening in the world today with your host, Shane and Nico. All right. We are live and we are here for our uh, next episode of the podcast. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? We're so good at introducing ourselves that it's pretty much like a thing. So I try to make it as awkward as possible. Oh, well, it's working. Yeah, so. That's kind of our um, trademark. Be as awkward as possible because mm-hmm. the hapas can't do anything right, right? Mm-hmm. We're not. That's we're, why we're always late. Yeah, we're always late. We're not. We're always late. So. We can't use technology. And uh, yeah. So you should totally listen to our podcast. Yes, please. Perfect for a podcast. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, again, uh, yeah. Ah, my name is Shane. Amigo. Yeah, there you go. And um, so. We have with us our uh, lovely guests of uh, the uh, God. I can't even talk today. What the hell's wrong with me? Um, I'm What's so wrong with you? I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm really screwing this up. I'm really fucking this up. I do apologize. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we have uh, Jared and Will from Peaceful Treason. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing doing great. Even better now that. Uh, that you have introduced us in this way because this is the first time that we've ever been live on the internet, right? I think it's pretty scary. I, well, it's I, very, I, it's nerve wracking. I had that phase when I, I webcammed through college. I was on, I was live quite a bit then, you know. Are those videos anywhere? Sh- um, showing, showing my body for money. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say li- uh, webcamming. Uh oh, well, one of those webcam girls. Well, I, I was whatever the client wanted me to be. <laughs> you got the wig right next to you. You mean a girl or a boy? What do you think? I look. What do you, how I look? How I look? Uh, well, there's not just you diversify. Oh yeah, right. Not just boy and girl. You can be a, a cis male or a tranny. That's the same. No, cis male is the same thing. It's too confusing. Every, I don't know all this bullshit. I don't know anything. <laughs> it's all confusing okay. now. Thank you for breaking the ice, because I feel like the jitters just sort of evaporated from me. What? We should probably say, so that's Jared. Yes, I'm, I'm Jared. Will. Well, they can see, because I have my mug out here. They know. Oh, I guess the people do know. Yeah, I don't have my face in the I mean, right way. If the yeah. camera's working, I don't know. Can you guys see our peaceful choosing mug? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It has your names on it? Yeah. Nice. Cour- courtesy of LibertyMugs.com. LibertyMugs. Sweet. Free plug. But yeah, it's, it, we don't make any money off that. Oh. I'm not sure that they make money. I hope they do. Yeah. I guess we're just plugging. That. Yeah, I bought a couple stuff from there too. Yeah. Yeah, they made a cup that said "Libertarians value proper tea," and I was like, "Okay, now I gotta get that one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there was one that uh, that they made. Was it? Um... Oh, there was one they made for me specifically that said "My roads, hospitals, and bridges." Oh, <laughs> nice. Yes, because you know, if we didn't have taxation, how are we gonna pay? You know, how are we gonna build the roads? It's impossible. And the road. I just said that. Um, I, I actually had my very not my probably not my first, but it was one of those blatant conversations with uh, you know a your your normal in you know inside the the the, the political spectrum conversation. And one of my relatives decided to blurt out that I have this podcast called Peaceful Treason. And so we briefly started talking about, you know, anarchism and libertarianism. And it, the very first thing out of his mouth was, what about the roads? I, I thought he was fucking with me. I, I really did. I thought that he was dead serious. His facial expression did not change. And he was waiting for a response. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It never happened. So how did you respond then? I, I literally just laughed. And I, I, thought, I thought he was joking. So we continued talking until later in the conversation i realized no he's he's dead serious and i so i kind of diverted because i didn't want to have the roads conversation i should have said go listen to one of our podcast episodes you took a u-turn you, you detoured off the roads conversation <laughs> yeah oh, good and uh, unintended pun man it's almost like he was like you know literally the stereotype you know that meme or whatever like you know what about the roads and the dad's getting i'm a libertarian what about the roads and you know breaks out you know jumps out of the window and starts running away into the distance 
it's just amazing to me that that's because he was very like open. He's an entrepreneur, business owner, very successful uh, business owner, hmm. and hates all of the the, the government uh, the, the things that the government do does to inhibit his ability to really run a, a business efficiently. And so he's you know in tune with that. But it's like how is how are roads the the one hang up to you sort of buying into the fact that we could probably do this without the government. Because they're already they're already doing it. We've talked about this on the show, and I'm sure you guys have too on your show. But most roads, most of the actual work that goes into it, it is done by private business anyway. The, the the government just subcontracts. So it's like, yeah, it's be, be the same people, the same people build, building them now. We build it. I just didn't want to get into it. I mean, you could have said, hey, I mean, Domino's was putting you know flat right, right. and all that, you know, so. I would have just been like, well, you know, that's, I guess I'm just giving up my whole ideology. I'm changing. Like, that's it. I, I never thought about it. Like, good point. <laughs> I'm a Marxist now, so. Yeah, I know, right? So I'm just going to go on a limb. Is is that person or whoever that family member was, uh, that's like, you know, entrepreneur, successful businessman, hates the government. Are they conservative? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trump, Trump supporter and uh, very, very happy with Trump's economy right now and happy to talk about that. So, you know, that. I, I talk to several of them in my life, you know, and, and I listen, I do, I listen more than I speak now because I just don't have much to say anymore. I imagine that while they're talking to you, they, they have like suspenders and they're like, mm, the economy is great. I thought, I thought you were going to do the nipple twisting. This, <laughs> this is how they talk about Trump. Yes. So basically he's an Obama supporter, but you just, you know, put Trump in front of supporter and it's basically the same person. Interchangeable bumper stickers. Yeah. Slap a new one on every four years. Yeah. Um, so I guess basically the, the first thing that we want to ask is um, how did you guys decide you're going to do a podcast called Peaceful Treason? Uh, yeah, I'd say it was a, a lot of discussion before actually doing it, maybe years of discussion. I think we I think we settled on four or five years of talking, you know, while we're camping around a bonfire or just over for a night of poker talking about how we wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. So we yeah. talked about it for four or five years. Yeah, we've been avid podcast listeners for the better part of a decade. And then we just decided we'd have like a maybe a drunk conversation and be like, man, we I think one of us made a really good point. That should have been recorded. Someone should have yeah. heard that. Uh, or at least something, maybe have it recorded for posterity so we could remember it later or listen back. So it really, it really just came out of that. You know, we agree on virtually everything, but we thought maybe, you know, iron sharpens iron whatever whatever the saying is maybe we could really kind of kind of sharpen our, our talking points or something by constantly recording and listening back and really that's that has happened because i think we've shifted a lot in our thinking but we've also uh you know sharpened each other's arguments i think quite a bit uh, it's been more of a personal journey for us but i think the real reason that we got into it is uh it, we, we, of course, we talked about it for a long time, but then we realized it's not that cost prohibitive to just start it up. You know, we've already got a computer and buy a couple microphones and I, I just YouTube a few videos and I can figure out how to get this thing off the ground. It's not that hard. And I think uh, I think a lot more people should should do it, get their ideas out there. I disagree. Well, OK, I, I think I, I can see the counter argument. I, I can't even keep up with all the good, the good amateur Liberty podcasts out there. I can't keep up. Let, let alone someone, the bad ones. If someone from the government needs to step in and regulate who can do podcasts. <laughs> so, so only only the good licensed ones we can listen to. Right. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I think some people when they go into podcasts and they think, oh, I'm just going to, you know, like you're saying, just spread my ideas and you know, hopefully, you know, someone will take something from what I'm saying, or, you know, even if I change their mind, great. Or if, if at the very least open their eyes to a new idea or, you know, something that they've never heard before, that, that'd be, that's even better, I think, you know? Um, but uh, I, I know for us, like whenever we talk and, you know, we always, cause like you were saying, whenever you guys talk, you know, like, oh, well, that should have been recorded. That's like every day. You know, we have, yeah. we have political conversations with each other all the time. And it was like, man, yeah, this would have been a way better podcast than what we just made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he's not being recorded, then he says a lot of stuff that should be recorded. Yeah. I can imagine that. Very adult language. Uh, I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, um, we're we're very adult as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, you have that like explicit content, but I mean like legit explicit. Like cuz you cuz you guys in your podcast, you have the, like the very beginning is you have, you know, warning this podcast has such and such. I'm like, man, these guys are fucking 
yeah. We're going to say some shit. You're going to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there, you know, the reason I started doing that, I, I didn't start doing that until, I don't know, episode 40 or something like that. But we were we were putting our podcast out on Minds, and I felt obligated to, like, put the uh, put the the mature warning on it, and it would, like, blur out the content until you said you're 18, which is kind of cool. It's a nice feature for that social media platform. Which I didn't have. never stopped a single try. No, no, no. no. I, I, I know, I know, I know. It's not, but it's like, you know. Anyway, that's another topic for another time. But, um, but I was like, you know, I just, I would rather let this, the podcast speak for itself, and I want anybody that clicks on it, even if they're just curious, to know, hey, this is what you're getting yourself into. Just, just, just so you know, right out the gates, this is what you're getting into. Kind of set that expectation, and then we can say, you know, we'd have to do the earmuffs thing. Say, we can actually just say what's on our mind. With, no filter. You don't have to be like uh, that freaking government, you know. <laughs> They're always pounding our A's. Darn it. <laughs> we should probably do that because we got a subscriber email us and they're like, I like your content, but you guys swear too much, so I'm going to have to unsubscribe. I'm like, oh, wow. okay, thanks. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we figured, you know, there's there was enough Tom Woods content, you know, which, which is great. And that's where you can, you know, send to people that, don't then want to hear the good message clean. Right. But we kind of pattern ourselves, you know, after listening to a lot of part of the problem. And then, you know, there's like this whole, yeah. I don't know if it's second wave or we're third, we're like third wave, I guess now. Like third wave like, feminism. Yeah. Third, third wave liberty podcasters, all <laughs> derivative of part of the problem that came from Tom Woods. And then mm-hmm. we're just, we're just like blazing new trails, I guess. I, I like us. Second wave anarchism. Second wave? Okay. Yeah. Second wave anarchism. Number two wave <laughs> anarchism. <laughs> Just shit posting. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say shit. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of shit posting. Uh, all right. We're going to take a few moments to talk about our sponsor, Infinite CBD. Infinite CBD has some of the cleanest CBD available. CBD is derived from cannabis, but without the THC, meaning there's no psychoactive reaction in the body, only the health benefits. I personally love the Asteroid CBD gummies because they work fast and they taste great. I've found that using Infinite CBD reduces my anxiety and stress levels and even helps me sleep better. I personally use the Freezing Topical Point Cream on my neck and back because I'm tall and I have tall people problems and my neck and back hurts pretty much every single day. So I use it to calm the pain and it works great so yeah really appreciate it infinite cbd now if you want to have any of these products make sure you use our promo code hapa10 h a p a and the number 10 to get 10% off your order again go to infinitecbd.com and use promo code hapa10 for 10% off your order all right let's get back into the show yeah i think uh, i don't know it's 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 fun i think podcasting cuz you know when we were talking at Childerberg, you know, we were saying how, you know, we did, we've been doing these uh, videos on YouTube since um, January of 2018. Mm-hmm. And, and we it, sucked back then. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing th- looking back and just thinking like our very first guest and our very first video after our intro video was with Scott Horton. And, yeah, and you look at the really quality funny. of it and you're just like, how the fuck? And, and I, so it's bad. just, it, I'm, it's like in, Man, I bet Scott will never look at this because he's like, man, that quality just looks terrible. And I don't hey, really, man. You probably didn't realize the magnitude of what you were doing at the time. Probably not. No. You know what I mean? Like, this is, you know, kind of a, uh, he's, he's a god of our circle. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that's crazy to, to land that for your second interview. Well, actually, I think it was the, it was the first one, wasn't it? It, it was, was the first one. Yeah. And we were using like a webcam and yeah. no, no microphone. I, I think, I think, I think it was my fault because I just wanted to start producing like right there and then. I was like, I want to get our stuff yeah, out I there. Yeah, I was Come like, on. we don't even have a microphone. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's how I go. You know, push forward doesn't matter. You know, because um, I don't, I don't even remember the first. I can't, I can't even think back which one it was. But the first episode. The well, no, the first episode where we had a camera. And it actually sounded and started looking good too. I can't remember. Which I think one that was. was when we. I think that was with Bunty, but I don't remember. Exactly. Oh, probably yeah. We haven't done much on YouTube. Have you guys found that to be like a better a better market or 
a better platform for content. I mean, I know it's been controversial uh, a little bit, but uh, you know, we've been strictly audio. We, we haven't done hardly any video and certainly no live streaming, but we've been curious about it. Have you guys had good success? Um, we've had some success. Yeah. I mean, especially with the guests that we've had in the, in the live streaming, you know, like we said with the Scott Horton, you know, we had Dave Smith, Eric July, we had Lauren Chan on, uh, Tim, Tim yeah, Tim pool. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a, that's a Rogan, uh, uh, yeah, that was guest. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I just like, I like YouTube. Well, we started on YouTube, so I guess that's kind of because we went from YouTube to going into a podcast because we didn't start doing the actual podcast until like the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. The thing that I like about YouTube though, is that the, the comment section is live. So then you can answer questions live and kind of, yeah, which is neat. I like that podcast. Yeah. Like right now. We talked about uh, trying to get into like Twitch. We, we both play a fair amount of video games. And then that, that we were not like having to like necessarily stare at a camera. We can you know, play the game and then kind of talk idly or even play with people who already listen to the show. That's, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm probably later this year going to really try to push and start doing. That way I'm still like, I'm not cutting into my, my me time, right? My, my leisure time. I'm putting content out and I'm still playing games. The problem is I'm just not very good at them. And you can still drop some puns here and there and maybe even a thing or two about anarchy. Yeah. So look, look for peaceful treason on, on Twitch soon. Uh, I heard I heard um, Josie last week on your on your last podcast episode mentioned something about how uh, part of the reason she got into video was that for whatever reason when people are, are looking at you when they see your face they they listen to you better mm-hmm. and I was thinking man that is that is so true as big as as big as podcasting is if you're uh, if, if if people can see your face it's almost like they they comprehend what you're saying a little bit better so I, I that that was interesting to me and it's kind of made me rethink you know, the audio only format that we have. Yeah. Cause then they're imagining what you look like and they're like, man, this guy must be like some kind of fat bastard. <laughs> you know? That's not what I was <laughs> You know, or, you know, they hear the lady and they go, man, I bet she's, you know, I don't know. Some, you know how guys think when they hear, Oh, oh yeah. talking home, you know, home, you know, that kind of bullshit. It just depends on the voice, right? Oh yeah. Anytime I, anytime I call like, uh, you know, uh, 1-800 numbers, Geico or, or whatever. Not not that kind of 1-800 numbers. <laughs> not a free plug to Geico. <laughs> yeah. Say 50% or more on your car. Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes or less. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that. I always wonder what people think I look like. Because anytime that I've tried to imagine what somebody looks like, and then I meet them in person. I mean, this happened at Childerberg. I met so many people that I had never actually seen their face. I'm like, whoa! This is—it's crazy. Well, I don't know what my brain was doing, but it—it it, it invents stuff, you know. Everyone was uh, pretty normal looking for for those that are curious. Like I, I warned my wife, I was like, you know, we've we've met up with some Liberty people before, and it's there is a type, but uh, everyone was very normal at Childerberg. Sometimes they're weird. Sometimes Liberty Liberty people are are just weird. There's nothing you can do about it. Wait, wait, it's like uh, if you can't spot the sucker at the table, so maybe we were the weird looking ones and everyone else was normal. We're like, oh, everyone's cool here. And they're like, oh, those guys over there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know for me, when, when I listen to the podcast, uh, Jared, right? You for, To me, you sound like Thaddeus Russell. Dude, I've been told that before. It's weird because I love his voice. He's a heavy influence on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, because every time I hear it, I go, man, you, guys, you sound exactly like Thaddeus Russell. And we both have beards. He has a, I guess he has more of a goatee, but he's yeah. also kind of a ginger. And I'm, I'm a quasi-ginger. Yeah. Are we going to get into this? Is he? He's not. Yes, he is. Oh, you're Thaddeus Russell. I think you're talking about me for a second. No, no, no. What are you talking about? That Thaddeus Russell. So, I, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, kind of bros. bros. Yeah, the, the voice, like, the voice is right there, too. Like, the, the kind of... You don't, it's not, def, whatever the opposite of monotone is, like your voice changes with, it flows the way it should. And he's a really good, yeah, he's really good at controlling his voice. He's very good. So, so thank you. I, I, I take that as a compliment. I'm not nearly as smart as he is, but. Yeah, his his podcast is really interesting. I mean, that one that he did with, um, God, I can't remember his name now, but the guy that, he, I guess he's, well, he billed it as, he's the only one who thinks that, um, Jared Sandusky is innocent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty intense. And it's like, you know, I, I never really, you know, I don't know. When it comes to pedophiles, if there's an accusation, it's like, you know what? 
this guy's guilty. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with him. You know, because you know, pedophilia is not something you mess around with. And no. but the way, what was his name? Uh, the, the guy in the podcast, because he was a journalist, right? And he wrote for. Um, I hope you guys are looking at their media. I, I think yeah. I think he's part of Mediaite or something. But um, John, Zieg John Ziegler. Yeah, that's it. That's he's it. a Mediaite senior columnist and yeah, the author of an investigative report on the Penn State child sex abuse scandal. Yeah, that's the description for the episode. But imagine, imagine if he was right, and imagine if, and, and the way he presented it is pretty convincing. But imagine if he's right, what that means for society and how we react to news, how we react to accusations. It's gotten so bad that it actually affects um, the, the legislative process because you know that jury it was such a high profile case and he even brought it up in that in that is his uh, podcast episode. The jury knew all about it. They had no it, there was no way to insulate them from that from that. And I can't I can't even imagine if he was actually innocent and and now he he's gone for life. I, it's just it's pretty crazy to think about. And we and and I was I'm just as guilty as anybody else in society because I hear that you know we've talked about it on the show before. It's like you're a kid fucker, then you can just you can just rot. But we just made that assumption, and I don't know. It's a uh, it's a good segue to some <laughs> some current affairs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Keep wanting to say Gene Epstein, but that's not right. Yeah, it's not. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Gene Epstein. That's, yeah, yeah, the Jeffrey Jeff Epstein. Yeah, that's his alter. That's his uh, alter ego, Gene. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, he was he was arrested, right? Or, yep, after coming back from a trip from France. Yeah, and you know, so of course, you know, the media is you know making his big deal which is a it's obviously a big deal but then of course you know mike cernovich is the one that well i put in the request for this and no yeah, one he's the one who filed the case but mm -hmm. everyone's trying to cut him out so it's yeah it's it's intense because and i haven't read that much about it i've kind of i've kind of taken my my co-host here will this is well known on the podcast that he <laughs> deliberately stays out of the news and he'll which is funny because this is this podcast episode is this a segment that you do called what's happening or is this like the, the whole podcast it's the whole podcast okay like, what's happening right now as of <laughs> right, now, right now right <laughs> now yeah. current for right now yeah so so will's like under a rock pretty much constantly and, and i joke about it on the show i have to bring him up to speed while we're recording but i'm, I'm all up to speed. i just i just read okay a paragraph and uh so this is one of those things where this is pretty big. This it's it's so big it could go, and, and everyone's speculating, of course, because Jeffrey Epstein has been friends with Trump. He's been friends with Clinton, and a lot of other high-profile people who have quote gotten away with this for a really long time. And uh, man, it's uh, it's crazy to see him actually get arrested because the last time he was in trouble, he pretty much walked, and that's been a uh, it's been a huge controversy because they basically locked and sealed the the court files. As a part of the plea agreement, he only served 11 or 12 months in prison. It's, uh, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. The dude is definitely a creep. There's no question about it. You kind of want to go over the whole story or do you want me to? I guess I can go. I'll just do like a high level what I know from uh, watching a bunch of Cernovich interviews uh, about this since he kind of. Cernovich. I know, right? <laughs> um... Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, um. It, I can't remember. Was it 2002 or 2000? Sure. It was back in the early 2000s. He would hold these parties on this island. Can you name the name of the island? I can't remember it. Um, let's Kitty, Kitty Island? Lolito? <laughs> uh, Little St. James Island? Yeah. Epstein's Ranch in New Mexico? Or is, well, this is, I'm reading this from because uh, President Clinton released a statement, you know, which saying is, that he know, was not involved. Yeah. So, uh, sure. I'll, I'll read, I'll read know, the statement right? and then sure. you can finish what you're saying. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so his statement is president Clinton knows nothing about the terrible crimes. Jeffrey Epstein pleaded guilty to in Florida some years ago, or those with which he has been recently charged in New York in 2002 and 2003, president Clinton took a total of four trips on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane, one to Europe, one to Asia and two to Africa, which included stops in connection with the work of the Clinton foundation. It's always the Clinton foundation. 
Oh yeah. Staff supporters of the foundation and his secret service detail traveled on every leg of every trip. He had one meeting with Epstein in his Harlem office in 2002 and around the same time made one brief visit to Epstein's New York apartment with a staff member and his security detail. He's not spoken to Epstein in well over a decade and has never been to Little St. James Island, Epstein's ranch in New Mexico, or his residence in Florida. Yep. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Know, right? Allegedly. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, what I was going to say, he would basically hold these parties at this island and invite a bunch of really important people, I guess like rich people, to come over and... He had someone who would get underage girls for him because he would pay them um, to come to that island. And they interviewed, I think, how he, it wasn't how he got caught. They uh, ended up talking to one of the people who was getting the girls for him. It was, it was another teenager, though. Um, and so that's that's how the trafficking uh, label sticks, right? Because yeah. he was essentially using these girls to to quote recruit other girls. Yep. And so that's that's how the trafficking charge is. Uh, they're going to try to get that to stick. Otherwise, it's just underage prostitution, basically. And, and before, what he got charged with was just soliciting prostitutes, even though the girls that were involved were ages 13 and 14, which you can't, like, you're, you're not legal in, legally an adult, so how can you be a prostitute if you're, I don't know, it's just degrading to them because they're victims and they're, ch they're basically children, so. Well, there's another thing too, or another aspect of that, where he was blackmailing the people who were having sex with those Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they were talking about how, how they would get people to be quiet about it, and basically they would, you know, when you're ha holding those types of parties there, everybody's using drugs or, or drinking and he would have prostitutes there and they would assume probably that they're, you know, of age. Mm -hmm. But then the next day... Are these, are these allegations coming from the victims or are they coming from other people that were at the parties? Do, do you know where they're, they're coming from? The allegations of that... No, this is just what... Um, Mike Cernovich was talking about. So he was speculating, you think? Yeah. Okay. They he he was saying like because they were talking about like how do you think they would get people to be quiet and um so yeah that's what they were saying. He's like oh yeah I had sex with this 15, 16 year old. That would be the only way, right? Because yeah. why why else would you be quiet about that? Mm -hmm. I thought she was eighteen. Well, actually, <laughs> if you say anything, I'm gonna fuck you up. So yeah. I've actually always, this has always been one of my biggest conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. and, and, and obviously it's other people I think are, are in line with this. But when it comes to manipulating politicians to your will, essentially, money, money can only go so far. Mm -hmm. If you have serious dirt on someone, then that's, that's far better than money, I, I think, if you're, if you're trying to manipulate someone. And I think Jeffrey Epstein has been accused of this in the past. I, I don't know if it's by just conspiracy theorists or by anyone with you know close ties to him, but of, of doing just that, that he's essentially selling bribes to people mm -hmm. and, and using this dirt, using his little uh, ring as dirt. And so what I'm really hoping is that Washington DC just starts to unravel. That would be, that's like my biggest dream is to see all of them, the whole, you know, anybody with ties to the Clintons, Trump, the whole thing, just watch it. Un completely unravel and watch these people get what they deserve. Um, now, now that's obviously speculation. That's conspiracy theory. But sometimes I wonder if if that evidence isn't just right under our noses. Well, also too, you know, this isn't like the first sex crime in in Washington or just you know politics. <laughs> you know, we have like Dennis Hastert. You know, uh, you know, I guess having gay sex or something, and then Anthony Weiner. You know, showing dick pics to fucking young girls, whatever. It's like what the fuck, you know. And then of yeah, course, you know, Bill Clinton. huh? It's going on. It's happening. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely some shady shit there. I mean, obviously. I mean, you know, that's mm -hmm. the reason why you know questioning government or even you know hating government altogether is is healthy because if you're oh yeah a government can do no wrong it's a, it's perfect no matter what mm. you know it's like well here's here's proof right here where you shouldn't be trusting the government you know mm -hmm. and if he really does have the dirt conspiracy theorists think he does i don't i, I they better put a good security detail on him 
Because oh, <laughs> if, if he actually has the beans to spill, it's he's not gonna make it much longer. I didn't even think about that. Oh, you think? Uh, do you think he's gonna commit suicide by uh, shooting himself in the head seven <laughs> times? <laughs> he has seven bu bullet holes in the back of his head. We're gonna uh, count this as a suicide. Well, and here's the one thing that that Trump has going against him, right? There, there's two things. Number one, Trump is on record, uh, and I don't know, I don't remember what it was or what the quote exactly was, but he said something about his friend Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein and how he, you know, he he knows he likes women. Sometimes he likes them too young. Oh, yeah. So, so there's that quote. So that 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 quote is on record, and it, it basically almost. Uh, it brings Trump into the uh, into this whole conversation, but not only that, but the either the prosecutor or, or someone that was on Epstein's original case, in which he only got 18 months and only served 11, that is now um, Trump's Secretary of Treasury or Labor. Correct me if I'm wrong. Acosta. Yeah. Alexander Acosta is uh, yeah Trump's Labor Secretary. Okay. He was that prosecutor on on Epstein's case, hmm. and he was key, a key to helping lock the the jury files um so it's like oh this is all connected it's hard to it's hard to ignore the fact that this this isn't surely connected um and, so and and this is definitely i don't see how it's not going to be a debate question where they're going to bring it up to trump it's going to be directed to trump so uh jeffrey epstein good friend of yours yeah. uh i don't know who the fuck you're talking about it's like well we have a <laughs> here where you said Jeffrey Epstein, my great friend. Are you just fucking around or, you know? Wrong. 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 Yeah, I know, right? Wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'd be in jail. Yeah, you'll bet you will. I mean, maybe he would just say that. I mean, that's the And Trump then people way, would right? be like, oh, yeah, he, he got you now. Yeah. He'd probably just uh, do something more ridiculous to take take it away, take uh, attention away. Like, I don't know, start bombing another country or something. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, yeah, we need to do something about them. Arabs over there in the middle East. Oh, okay. So back when in 2016, where we said we shouldn't be doing those wars or spending too much money. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck who cares? I don't know what I was saying three years ago. He's the president now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What about the economy? The economy. Isn't the bubble going to burst soon? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that sometimes uh, the dynamic between last week's episode with Josie and this one, where you guys were all talking about how ridiculous uh, the, your last two episodes were on the on the Democratic debates, and neither one of us watched it, but we caught enough on social media and, and whatnot to to know what went down. But it's you know it's funny to to talk about how ridiculous the Democrats are, but then also talk about there there aren't very many circles of people that that talk about how ridiculous both sides are, and they're both criminals. You know, both sides are filled with politicians who are just criminals mm -hmm. and can we just talk about a different solution to all this for once you know instead of praising this guy who's vile you know both of them all of them in, in my entire lifetime has there been a president who's who's not a vile piece of shit no so uh, what do you guys think about that i was gonna say she's been a very good girl until now I'm surprised my cat hasn't come here and interrupted us. Well, I was going to say that stereotypical response about, you know, well, who's your favorite president? William Henry Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was my president for a month. <laughs> and who was the worst president? Who was the worst president? All of them. Oh, I thought that uh, was Woodrow, George Washington. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good that's a good choice. <laughs> George Washington. Yeah, the first president. That guy fucked it up yeah. from the beginning. Of, God damn it. He was the first. I mean, he's the blame for all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Jefferson Davis. I don't even know who that is, I'll be honest. He was the he was the president during the Civil War, the Confederates. Am I supposed oh. to know that? Sorry. I'm with her. I have no idea who that is. Uh, you know all the presidents, don't you? I mean well, he was the only one for the South, I think. I I do know. Well, I, I think I know all the presidents. Yeah. That might be a fun game. Yeah. I, I would I would fail for sure. I can name like ten. Okay, name the ten. No, he can only name the ones that. <laughs> hey, you said you can name like ten, so name ten. I, I could name ten if I wanted to. 
Hmm, Trump, Obama, Bush, Bush, <laughs> Bush, Bush. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Whoa, hey, she was president, right? Hillary Clinton. Oh yeah, isn't she the rightful president? She's the rightful president. We just been having two years of Trump, but it was supposed to be Hillary. Right, right. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a few moments to talk about a big supporter of our show, Libertarian Country, for all of your political apparel needs. That's libertariancountry.com. And they have everything liberty related on t-shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, long sleeve shirts, baby clothes, bumper stickers, hats. They have so many different options now. They even sell books. That's right. So if you use our promo code HAPA, H-A-P-A, and you'll get 10% off your order. Again, HAPA. So don't forget to go to libertariancountry.com and use our promo code HAPA. All right, let's get back into the show. So, so who do you think is going to be the Democrat nominee? Ooh, ooh. Who do you think? I, I have yeah, yeah. Who do you think or who do you want to be a better way to ask that? Oh, yeah? What do you think? Uh, you go first. Who do you want? Who do I want? Yeah. Um, no one. That I actually don't know the answer. I'd say who do I think? I think it's, I think, despite everything, Biden. That's who you want? No, I think that's who oh, shortly gets the nomination. I just, I, I, I don't see it. I don't wait, see wait. it happening. Sure. Yeah, I want and think. I'll go with one answer for both. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, for, for a pure entertainment value, can you imagine Trump and Biden debating one another? It'd be the biggest culture button you'd ever seen. It'd yeah. be just pure entertainment. Yeah, two old white dudes for all the people that hate two old white dudes. I know, right? Yeah, that'd be perfect. Drunk creeps. What if they just broke out in like, you know, bro time, and they were like talking about how they like, you know, little girls. Right on, right on. Stage. Yeah. What if it comes out that they're Eskimo brothers? <laughs> they find out they have a, a mutual escort, maybe. I mean, that would be one of the craziest things in history. Those two dudes creep me out so bad. Joe Biden's name is literally Creepy Joe. That's his nickname. That's and I think Trump, Trump is going to rock roll with that. You know it. And and then like they're debating and, and Trump goes, Yeah, you sniff and you 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 uh touch their shoulders and all that and put your face next to them. I just go right there and fuck them. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I just go right up and grab my pussy. I mean, come on. Yeah, I grab them. I'm rich. I have the money. I mean, they let me do whatever the fuck I want. Holy crap. You that might actually I could see that happening. I mean, yeah, with Trump, he's unpredictable. I mean, you gotta give him that. He's a fucking great troll. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I will say in the clips that I saw from so Joe Biden wasn't there the first night, but he was the second night. Is that is that correct? Yeah, they yep. split him up in two nights, which I still think would have been way better if they just did all 20 at one stage. It'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah, just have four yeah. hours. Yeah, four hours. Okay, you speak for 10 minutes. And then uh, you, uh, Marianne Williamson, you'll speak for 30 seconds. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. The most, the most shocking uh, thing from that debate, from what I gathered, was the fact that Joe Biden was sober. <laughs> He said, like, he enunciated words for the first time I think I've ever heard hear him speak. Well, I, I've had beer, so I, I'm excused. All of that. But again, it's, like, ridiculous. He'll go in behind the microphone in public all the time, and I'm just like, dude, you're clearly drunk. Him and Nancy Pelosi both. Oof. But uh, for me, who I would love to see, I I, I, I hate to admit this, but I, I kind of like Tulsi Gabbard. Well, I want to see her because she's pleasant to look at on in HD, even which how dare you? Now, which is a big change for politicians. I agree. So, so I would like to see more of her, but uh, I, I, I actually would maybe fear for her life if she were to get in there. You misogynist. No, because like her, if she really would take on the military-industrial complex, I, I'd fear for her life. For me, that's it. Like it boils down to the fact that out of all the candidates that we've seen since Ron Paul, she's probably the only anti-war candidate, right? And that goes a really long way, uh, for, for me at least. So you're making a face. Am I wrong? Was there another anti-war candidate? Uh, well, I mean. Surely you're not counting, surely you're not counting Gary. The, okay. The only thing that I'll say about Tulsi Gabbard is that, you know, it, it was it was great to see her go out with uh, Tim Ryan and they, you know, the whole, you know, thing they did on stage where when, she, when Tim Ryan said, yeah, if we weren't over there or whatever he said, you know, something about, you know, well, if we weren't over there, we'd be, you know, flying planes in our buildings or whatever the fuck he said but uh like for me you know tulsi's fine 
Um, I, I just, I saw an article that I shared where it was kind of critiquing her foreign policy and kind of like questioning whether she's actually like genuine in her foreign policy. And it was, it was an interesting article and that's all I'm going to say, like her voting record kind of doesn't really match, match what she's saying. I mean, maybe she has a trained army, you know, obviously people change, you know, so I have no, I have no idea. Classic Democrat. Yeah, I know. Right. Classic. I know. Cause you see video clips of her literally saying everything she's not saying. Right, right. Like, uh, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like going, like going on Fox News. Yeah, we need to do something about Iran. They're the biggest threat to our nation. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, who are you? Yeah, who is this lady? This ain't the same. This ain't the same Tulsa guy we're looking at now. So, so I think it's pretty clear that none of us want Trump or any of the Democrats. Uh, yeah. What do, guys, what do you guys think about the Justin Amash story? Um, I think he's running for president. And I'm, I'm about, I'm like 80% sure he's going to. Libertarian or? Libertarian, independent. Independent. Because I know the Libertarian Party is like, they're, they're not going to say it, obviously, in, you know, publicly. But I have a feeling they're, you know, nudging their, you know, hey, hey, we're over here. Because he was speaking at the Libertarian Party earlier. When? Or recently or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I, I believe so, yeah. And um, some, some Liberty event or something like that. Yeah, um, I saw... Someone talking about it earlier too. I mm-hmm. can't remember who though. Yeah. Um, I find you, go ahead. But I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of you know backdoor talks. You know, like hey, you know we you know we're the third biggest party. I mean, whatever that means. But hey, you know we're you know we're libertarian. Come on, go over here. You're more libertarian than Republican now. Come on, go over. You know something like that. I don't know. I, I find his game theory really smart. I'm already starting to analyze his game theory just a little bit because I think what he's doing. So he's he is uh, picking the moral high ground to alienate both uh, the the lowest common denominators of the Republican and the Democratic parties. What I mean by that is, n- number one, obviously he, he's he's a Republican, so he's always kind of been fighting that fight with the, with the Democrats. So he's already kind of earned his reputation as a conservative. But on the other hand, he's leading the conversation on uh, you know investigating Trump. And so as far as people who are in the middle, who are kind of like, I, I don't really have a dog in the fight. I picked the lesser of two evils. Yeah. That is a really good angle to take because he is going for, you know, middle America, middle-aged people and younger people, and the people who are in the middle of the spectrum who feel caught between these two ridiculous, you know, parties. And I think he's going to attract a lot of people by saying, you know, the Republican Party, they're they're not fighting for your liberties. They're not fighting for for your human freedom. So guess what? I'm I'm out. And that was a that was a freaking power move right in the middle of when he's going on uh you know national television and talking about we need to be investigating Trump because I don't think that uh you know blah 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 which is is all political but I, I think he's uh, I think he's working that angle. maybe I'm I'm just gonna small note Jared uh we are on camera so maybe watch some of the hand gestures you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> for a little bit. Nobody, nobody caught that, did they? Maybe I need to go up more, straight up more. Yeah, hey, I'm just doing exercises. <laughs> um, that, that's a that's a good way of looking at it, though. Um, you know, it's definitely a power move. You know, I it's I don't know the whole Trump Russian collusion angle is kind of I mean overdone. Yeah, they they've done it so many times now, but I guess because he's thinking I don't know how he's thinking, but maybe. The way it, it, it seems like to me, it's that, you know, oh, oh, my God, it's a Republican saying this. Oh, my God, this is amazing. And then you see all the, you know, all the Democrat left wing people. Oh, my God, I love you, Justin. I wish more GOP people would be like this. Oh, I can't wait. They never vote for the guy. But, oh, I love. Oh, my God, I love this. You know, but, you know, but, but you are right, though, because, I mean, he you know, he was part of the, what, the Freedom Caucus and the GOP. And now he left the thing he made, you know, I mean, that's that's a pretty bold fucking move there, you know. But didn't he have to leave the Freedom Caucus to leave the Republican Party also? I, like he, he, I mean, obviously he couldn't stay in the Freedom Caucus. Right, or, right. Or vice versa. Right. You're yeah. not going to say I'm no longer in the Republican Party and stay in the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> That'd be caucus. funny if that actually happened. No, I'm still in the Freedom Caucus, but I'm not a GOP. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take the Freedom Caucus to uh, the Independent Party or Libertarians. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I do I do see him making some moves, and I think I think ultimately what he's trying to do, whether or not he thinks Trump should be positioned, he is reaching 
you know, into that democratic pool of people who are fed up, obviously, with um, establishment Democrats and looking at the democratic pool as it is right now. It's like you don't have any chance. I mean, unless something crazy happens with Trump, which obviously could happen. I don't think any of the Democrats right now stand a chance. And I think Justin Nash probably knows that. Yeah, probably. I mean, there was something about uh, his district, like he was being, I guess, was it gerrymandered or, or, or I guess, I don't know. He, there was some weird political stuff happening in his actual district that some people were saying, maybe that's one of the reasons why he's doing this. I, I don't know. Oh yeah, I heard that. There seems like a lot of stuff in play that maybe all of them are factors. I, I, don't, I really don't know, but it's definitely an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But I, I still think he's running for president because every single time they ask yeah. him a question, he's not, he's like, no, I'm not running for He'll always be like, well, you know, if the option's there, you know, I'll look at if if I feel like, you know, that's my role in, in how, you know, how I need to do things. And yeah, but he just, you know, I mean, you know, the, the whole, you know, political speak, he won't just flat out say yes or no. So, well, I'm pretty sure he did on Friday. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he said he's not going to rule it out. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Why, why don't these guys ever aim a little bit lower and be like, hey, Whoever gets the nomination, I'll be your VP. I'm already running for VP. Just, just, just be like, yeah, I'll be the assistant to the president. Just run on that platform. I thought you were going to say aim a little bit lower and be like, you know what? No, I'm not going to be president. I have to be my kid's soccer coach. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to go real low and say, well, I'll be Bill Wells' vice president. <laughs> um. I mean, sorry, I was a little hanging fruit there. I mean, I can't help. So. That's, that's as low as it gets, right? Is he still alive? Bill Well? Yeah. I don't know. He's going to be the nomination for Libertarian. No, oh, he already God. went back. He went back to GOP already. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was just, I was just like, my, my heart skipped thinking about Justin Amash and Bill Well <laughs> on one ticket. Weld Amash. Amash Weld. That doesn't no. sound too good. Sounds terrible. We're going to, Bill Weld's um, uh, slogan is going to be, I'm going to weld this country on track. (laughs) 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 Got to go with those puns. We're going to, we're going to weld this economy back together. There you go. That's even better. (laughs) We should be, we should be campaign managers. I know. Right. Like we should have told Gary Johnson what fucking Aleppo was. Libertarians making fun of other libertarians and, and anarchists making fun of anarchists. Come on, it's it's right there. Yeah. Jeez. Didn't someone say that he was that he thought that he said that it was a thing like Aleppo? Yeah, it's it's still like you know it's a joke you know it's like Aleppo but come on, it's about you're you're talking about foreign policy you know what the, what the fuck? I think that he they also said that he they had asked him a totally unrelated question mm. before that. It was definitely a trap. There's no, if you go back and watch the full episode or the full interview and you listen to how the interviewer, I don't even remember who it was, the, the interviewer clearly was trying to set that up and mm. it worked out perfectly. It made him look like an idiot and it was over. He was, he was out after that. What's a, I don't, what's a, what's an Aleppo? I don't know. <laughs> what's an Aleppo? I mean, I don't know what Aleppo is. What is Aleppo? Aleppo. Is that like, are lepers back? I thought, I thought leprosy was gone. Is that that character from Monty Python's Life of Brian? <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> it's a movie reference. You don't know. Oh. <laughs> um, but I know that uh, kind of going off track or uh, off topic, but I know that uh, we were kind of talking uh, before this and you wanted to mention the uh, Women's World Cup. Yeah. And how that's a, you know, obviously they, they won what their fourth championship now. And you know, every, you know, of course, now they're saying, "Well, we need to get paid the same as the men." Because what? Where has the men ever? What's the best they've ever done? Quarterfinals in two thousand two. Seventy-two cents on the dollar. That's all you get. Two cents the dollar. I'll give you my two cents. Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> it's okay because his wife is is right there. So yeah, yeah, that's right, I, yeah that's right there. Yeah, you're right. I agree. They should take all the money, all the funding, put it in a pile. And have the men's and women's team play against each other for the for the pot, winner take all. Right? That would yeah. actually be cool. It'd be like the Billie Jean King thing, or I can't remember who the guy was, but yeah, it'd be like that whole match. Yeah, they can make it a pay-per-view, winner take all. If they if they really want to earn to really get that extra money, all that advertising money, all that revenue. It would be an absolute it would be hard to watch. It, it would be double digit deficit, yeah. People people don't understand, like and this is this is hard for 
you know, it's hard to say delicately and be like, I, you know, I'm not being offensive here, but when it comes to athletics and sports, you, you want to see the, the biggest, strongest, fastest, most talented people competing. And unfortunately, biologically, women just aren't there. And so because of that, you, you get uh, the, the market speaks. There's a reason why the WNBA can't sell tickets. There's yeah. a reason why women's soccer is only relevant every four years. Um, and now that said, I will say I watched a lot of the Women's World Cup and there were three or four teams that were phenomenal. And the, and the U.S. women were incredibly talented. Some of, some of the most talented women I've ever watched play sports, to be perfectly honest. So that's how you know they're juicing. <laughs> I'm sorry that 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 last bit was a little, little bigger than than the, how they're supposed to be. Hey, that, you know, that, that was a little. There. You look a little masculine to me. That was a little off color, but 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 honestly, they were extremely talented. The only team I thought that had a chance of beating them was was France, and uh, it was it was good. And kind of what I wanted to get into to piggyback off of your conversation with Josie was, uh, you know, you talked about the the NBA changing the name yeah. of uh, the the owners to governors and that that really bothers me because it, it seems like there's there's two things that i when i'm observing sports that i see that's kind of a negative number one the tribalism and you see that if you, if you watched either one of the games it's on this part <clears throat> it's definitely the best part you the about? tribalism yeah well okay maybe from an from an entertainment perspective yeah. but when it comes to humans evolving I feel like tribalism is one of the things that we have to leave behind. If people would stop being so tribalistic, it would cure, you know, racism. It would, it would reduce this obsession that human beings have with borders. And it would certainly reduce people's obsession with governments. I think tribalism is this like instinctual thing that exists in us that it is, it has to, we, we have got to let go of it. It's gotta be something that we evolve past and athletics tends to sort of reinforce it. And governments know that. Governments use it uh, to their advantage, and that's why when you see these international games, it's they they will. The only thing that's more important than the advertising during these games is the national anthems, and they show both of them. And it's this very pomp and circumstance uh, worship session for for the for each each team's nation, and it's just I just hate it so much. Now, did any of the women um, take a knee during the anthem? I didn't watch the anthem because I, I I turn it off. I refuse to, if my, especially if my daughter's in the room. It's like, sweetie, we're not watching this. This is propaganda. <laughs> so I don't know. I I assume that uh, Rapinoe did. She you know uh, has been very bombastic in her hatred for Trump and uh, uh, disdain really for the the state of America as it is right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's justified. I don't you know I don't know, but um, you know. I, I think that everyone has the right to to sit there and not be nationalistic. It's just funny to me that when they do, 99% of the people are like, oh, you're terrible for, for not worshiping the state. Yeah, I felt like I got kind of judged and shamed. I went to a minor league baseball game a few weeks ago, and we had great, great seats right behind the dugout, front row right there. And yeah, we just, my wife, my brother and I just were the only ones sitting for the anthem for the whole thing. Did you get anything thrown at you? Because I would imagine that's what would happen. No, but I think it was either just before that, or just after we were briefly on the jumbotron, like they pulled away. <laughs> we'll look at these heathens, heretics. <laughs> but it was like it wasn't it wasn't like uh, it wasn't the end. It was it was like God bless America, which used to be take me out to the ball game until 9/11, and then the Yankees started doing God bless America, and then every other baseball player decided they had to do it. So it's not, it's not like it's something that goes back, oh, well, it's just tradition. It's, it's, it, it is just, uh, oh, well, you know, 9-11 happened, so now we're going to just remind you of it during a baseball game of all things, a minor league baseball yeah. game. Hmm. Remind you of, uh, oh, this, this attack that we've now been at war for almost 20 years trying to solve but only made worse every, every day. And, and the other thing I noticed when I was watching the, the men's game, they played, the, uh, they played Mexico in the Gold Cup uh, on Sunday night, and it was a phenomenal game, really, really good game. Mexico ended up winning, spoiler alert. Uh, but I was in a bar uh, with a bunch of other uh, fans, and it was all you know USA fans. 
And they were all like, you know, talking about the Mexican players like they were, like you would expect, I guess, for lack of a better way. And it's like, you know, if these were two teams that you had no, you know, uh, national affiliation with, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be talking about them like that. It's, it's because of this tribalistic ad adherence that you view other people through a certain lens. And that to me is, it's what racism is. And, and it, I don't know, it, it just bothers me a lot because I tend to look at the Mexico, Mexican team and I'm, I'm an American, but I, I, I love their team. I love, I like a lot of their players. And I, I looked at it with this open-minded, like I like both of these teams. I like both of these players because I don't have that nationalistic tribalist attachment. And it was really funny to just observe how people hate other people when they don't even know them, you know, just because of uh, what, what cloth they're wearing and what color it is. Close my mind. Well, I think what needs to happen now, I think if they want to like really change and have people come together in terms of the national anthem and, you know, especially during the um, soccer game, whatever, you know, like the World Cup or Gold Cup or whatever, is they need to just like put it in the flame and then right. the song will just go the entire time. And then and then until the flag is done completely burned and in ashes, that's when the anthem stops playing. So it could be 10 minutes, could be two minutes, could be it could be an hour until the whole thing's done. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a, when, when the flag is incinerated then there's at the end of the song it's like record scratch like <laughs> yeah, yeah it's off okay it's over um all right next we're gonna play uh, japan's national anthem it <laughs> all over which i believe is the shortest national anthem so we might be hearing it a thousand times we'll find out oh that's so good that's a great idea <laughs> maybe maybe we can like uh the next olympics we can just sneak the flag into the into the torch Whoops. <laughs> they, they would actually make it into like an international incident. Oh, like, yeah. That would like cause a war. Anyone who did that would be, they, they, you would be immediately labeled as a terrorist. It'd be worse than the uh, the Atlanta pipe bomber. You'd be like worse than him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we, we do not condone any violence. That's why our podcast is called Peaceful Treason. Yeah. And that's why we're laughing when I'm talking about flag burning. So. Of course. Yeah. Even though it's a, you know, it's a freedom of expression, you know, but hey, you, you're not allowed to do that. Burning flag is per perfectly uh, perfectly peaceful as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Unless, you know, you're doing it on top of someone, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you you know, you put the you, know, you, put, you put the flag on the ground, which, in a which is in the fence, and then you, you put it in the flame, and then you push someone into it. Now they're burning. And I, oh, I mean, I'm burning the flag. It's a peaceful expression, you know. Or if someone's wearing a shirt that has a flag on it. Oh, that is the truth. That that's, is the truth. Just, that's just friendly fire. <laughs> oh, my God. All, all these flags and flag shirts, they're all made in China. And, it, you know, China, China might just uh, put, like, whatever the opposite of flame retardant is, like, flam more extra flammable liquids in all the U.S. flag apparel to where they just start spontaneously combusting all over the place, like, on the 4th of July. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have to bring this up. I know this podcast episode is going a little bit long, but I'm going to drop another conspiracy theory. <laughs> now that you bring up China and like China, China. China. <laughs> Did anyone have a bunch of fireworks that were duds this year? Like a bunch of fireworks that were duds and like Roman candles, five little piddly shots. When I was a kid, they were like, like fireworks were legit. Now I think China's fucking with us. I think they're selling us bad fireworks. I think you just got bigger, so the fireworks got <laughs> smaller. No, but I can count. I could count then, and I can count now. There used to be ten shots, and now they're five. And now you're seeing you're seeing the bill, and you're like, I should have gotten ten bangs for my buck. Yeah, like, yeah. five bangs for my buck. Like smoke bombs. My, the smoke bombs I got for the kids, they they were out in like two or three seconds. When I was a kid, smoke bombs would go on for thirty seconds to a minute. I'm telling you, write it down. There's gonna be something that comes out. China's fucking with our fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say then that China is our biggest geopolitical threat right now? Absolutely. Bomb them. We have to, we have to bomb them. There's no choice. We need our fireworks back. Take back the fourth. Uh, man, how, you know how many people live in China? God damn, man. You're a fucking Chinese genocide person. Like 1.2 billion. How dare you? Just cut that part out where he says... Something about going to war with China. He, he met Russia. He met Russia. And Russia's our biggest geopolitical threat. Russia. Actually, we, 
We can't edit this because it's live, isn't it? We've already been shut down. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, cut it, cut it out, and make it a clip, and be like, "This is what the episode." Is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beat you over the head with the clip. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say back in 2019 that? I was joking. I was joking. Context, obviously. You were making some uh, interesting hand gestures too. <laughs> <laughs> I can never be president. Yeah, yeah, you're you're done. You're done. Like Kevin Hart with his tweets, can't host the Oscars. He's done. Do you want to talk about Florida man before we go? Okay, yeah. I guess I have to read my that's one tradition. We we always have a Florida man story. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Florida is uh, according to uh, Cato, I believe, you know, they're uh, the most free state in the in the, in the union, <laughs> in the union. Um which is a spicy word, union. Interesting. So, uh, Florida man was arrested uh, one day ago for driving with live alligator in the passenger seat. Arrested. I, okay. I don't see any. I have, I have questions. Is it like a ecological concern? Like he took it from its natural habitat, like a poaching thing? Or is it, was he also speeding with, like, is there a, a statute in, on the Florida boats, like speeding? While under the influence of an alligator, or was it sexual? <laughs> under the influence of an alligator, what the alligator was putting a spell on him or something? <laughs> it says here that he told the police that he was returning the alligator to the river, so he's going to release it. It was a baby alligator. So he was doing a, a favor to yeah. to the greater the greater good. Sounds to me like the greater good. What are you a communist? <laughs> I thought we established that early in the episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Marxist. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, sorry, I must have missed that part. They asked him if he had a license for the to have the alligator for hunting a hunting license, but he didn't kill it though. A fucking license to have an alligator in your fucking passenger seat. Kidnapping license. <laughs> like the cop pulls him over, a license of registration and a license for that alligator. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, sir? Do you know why I pulled you over? Uh, your alligator's not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> For one year, but I'm two years now. Yeah, the safety of the alligator. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. they had he had his mouth touch. Okay, if he had his mouth taped shut, does that mean that it's a kidnapping? Oh, it must, it must have looked like a kidnapping. Surely, the cop didn't shoot the alligator, did he? He didn't think it was a dog. No. Was like, oh, what, what, what uh, the uh, article said was that the alligator was reaching into that guy's pocket. And then when the cop was shooting at the alligator, he was going, see you later, alligator. <laughs> <laughs> He's been thinking about that all day. You know, Chomping at the bit for that one. That's good. All right. I think I think it's I think we should go on end on that note. Yeah, I think we're getting a little weird now. <laughs> uh, we should do this more often. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Next time we'll next time we'll drink too. Yeah, we should. We didn't drink anything. Yeah, because uh, one thing that I want to mention too before that uh, before we end is that you guys, when you do your podcast, you know, when I plug your podcast, is um your your episodes are very interesting. You know um. The one they did, I think your most recent episode is you had a guest on. Um, yeah. And you were talking about uh, Christianity and all stuff. It was very interesting, you know, because, um, like, I don't know, just the whole thing in terms of, you know, like for me, I, I haven't read the Bible all the way. I maybe know a little bit of it, but not all of it. But it was just interesting to kind of hear, you know, someone's, not to, well, all of you actually, your different perspective on it and kind of looking at it, you know, because you were talking about that one pastor who's, I mean, a fucking maniac and, you know, saying, oh, we need to, we need to, the government and the cops should be able to arrest gay people because they're that. gay. And this is like, what? And so in, in terms of that, you, you look at the, uh, um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but just the whole episode was interesting. Sorry, I'm, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but it was just, it was you just. Sure, you didn't drink anything. Before? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, so so to to go back to what you're saying, we 
that particular episode was one of our, our mutual friends who is uh, who went to school for philosophy, and he you know was kind of like us, grew up as Christian, and we're, we're pretty open minded, but we we both admitted on the podcast that we have uh, let go of our, our Christian roots, mm-hmm. but at the same time we're open-minded enough to, to be able to try to connect with people, uh, even when we disagree with them, and also find things that we can connect uh, with those people on. And I think that's kind of the direction that we're sort of taking the podcast, or at least that's how it feels, is just that, you know, we we realize that we have pretty extreme ideas, uh, and most of society doesn't agree with us, but that doesn't mean that we can't connect with people, both intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, however it is, and, and build bonds and build friendships and, uh, you know, relationships that are meaningful and persuasive. And um, so part of the reason to, to bring it back to how you got onto that segue was the cerveza. We kind of do that to break up the monotony of the episode. Uh, plus, we like beer. Yeah. Uh, an excuse. So it's cerveza of the week right in the middle of the podcast. We will kind of break that up. And our, our friend that was on that episode, is uh, he's a beer connoisseur as well. So it was fun to have a couple different different beers and we just, you know, something different. And we try to keep it short and sweet so that people who don't like beer aren't completely t- turned off and, uh, you know, change the change the pace of an episode just a little bit. Usually after Cerveza, things are a lot loose, more <laughs> loose, and uh, we cut up a little bit more. Kind of like this episode, actually. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, what's your favorite beer? Oh, I know what your favorite beer is. I don't I don't know that I have a favorite. But um, Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite beer, Shane? I don't even know if I have. You do. Either. You just do? told me. What is it? Peroni. Oh yeah, Peroni. Peroni's pretty good. Oh, okay. Peroni. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to feature that one sometime. We should have featured it for this one. We should have asked you what your favorite beer was, and we would have got it. But, uh, next, but yeah, do it for sure next time. Cool, cool. Yeah, we like we like the hoppy stuff, so you can't you can't get too hoppy. Anything that's that's doing something crazy with the hops, we'll 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 uh, we'll give it a go. But uh, uh, what I tell everyone, I think we. Featured it in the podcast, um, but Bell's Two Hearted Ale, hands down the best beer you can find all across the nation year round. Yeah. So book it. Look for that one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you guys so much for having us. This was awesome. It went off with a hit, without a hitch. With so some much, with a little bit of a hit. Free no, hits, no, no, no. Some free hitches. It went off as, as good as I could have possibly imagined. Thank you so much. Uh, PeacefulTreason.com. That's where we're at. Uh, all the socials. All the socials. Yeah, we're now on Spotify. That's the new thing. Sweet. So find our podcast on Spotify. Yeah, we'll have all of it in the description too. So cool. Yeah, I have your uh, your website and your Twitter because um, everything is at the website. So I'm sure once they go, they can go to everything else. But um, but yeah, thank you. Thanks again for joining us. And then you know, for us, if you if you like us for some reason, um, wow. you can <laughs> so You can you can donate to our PayPal. Uh, we also have a Streamlabs. And we also have our uh, cryptocurrency stuff down at the bottom, so you can give us, you know, little, one, little, Bitcoin? one Bitcoin, one Bitcoin that's worth uh, thirteen thousand dollars, I think, or something. That's like that. right. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, all the stuffs in the description, and uh, yeah, so I think that's it, right? Yep, that's it. Nice. Thank you guys so much for having us. Peace. Bye. No problem. Thanks, everyone, and bye. Now you know what's happening. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, go to hapasupremacy.com and follow our social media. Have a great day.